What is up guys? Welcome back to, I want to say this is the fourth installment of these shorter Q&A style uh, podcast, video and article. So you're obviously viewing this, listening to this or reading this somewhere. So all the other methods of viewing, reading, getting this information are linked below. So if you do have a preferred method to, you know, assimilate and digest this information, then, you know, the link is there for you. Anyway, the topic at hand, it is weight selection. And what I mean by that is, how do you know what weight to use for a given rep target, rep range? Because, you know, maybe you've been on a kind of structured program and you've been doing really well on it. Maybe it's structured into different four week blocks. Like generally, I, I like four week blocks of training. Um, but let's say you are on four week blocks of training and the training block then shifts, it changes. So you were on say, for example, a block of doing 12 reps for the majority of your, your sets. So you've been doing 12, you've been hammering it, you've been doing really well and you've made boatloads of progress. Now, we shift gears a little bit and we drop it down to eight reps for our next block. Okay, so some kind of linear periodization going on here, some block periodization. Um, how do you know what weight to use for the eight reps? Because obviously you're not gonna just use the exact same weight you were using for your 12 reps because you just dropped four reps. So that would obviously be too easy. You know, that, that's, that's intuitive enough. However, what weight do you then choose? Do you just bump it up to, maybe you're using dumbbells and do you just bump it up to the next 2.5 kilo jump because that's that's generally what people kind of do they're like oh well i stopped on this um i'm just going to increase it a little bit i don't I'm not quite sure how much i should be increasing it you know and for something like dumbbells not a huge issue because you know with the 2.5 kilo jumps they are probably going to be in line with what i'm going to tell you in a second however you know for some people that may be too much however with other people it may be too little you know so being able to select the correct weight is vital for you not spinning your wheels now this obviously isn't going to be a huge discussion on periodization itself and you know there are potential reasons you may just go i'm going to start on a lower weight and build up over a block you know but so we're not going to get into the subtle nuances of this what i want this discussion to be about is how do you actually just go this this is the weight i was using this is the weight i should be using you know, in, in a theoretical world. And we'll kind of get into why it's not always 100% correct in the actual practical application of it, you know? So you've changed block, you've changed rep range. You just want to know, I was doing 12s, I was doing this weight. What do I now do for my eights? What weight do I choose, you know? Now, to accurately give you uh, an idea, or rather to give you a recommendation to decipher or actually decide on what weight to use, you have to then take into account that I'm actually assuming a lot of things when I give you these recommendations, okay? Because there's no way of knowing how you can, or how you are able to do 12 reps versus eight reps or 12 reps versus five reps if we don't know that your first of all your nutrition is standardized you know like you might say say it's the opposite way we're tra transitioning from doing five reps to doing i don't know 10 reps now 
right? So we're doing it the opposite way than I just described the first time. And you've been hammering the fives, you've been making progress, and then we go to 10 and you just, it, it doesn't go along the lines of what I'm going to say now in a second in terms of, you know, actually the, the numbers and the, the kind of weight selection that I'm going to give you an idea of it. So it doesn't go like that. And you're like, well, why, why didn't this happen? And you look at your nutrition and you go, okay, well, this, this rep range isn't supported by the fuel that you're taking in. Maybe you needed more carbohydrates. Maybe you're not even tracking your diet at all and your energy availability is up and down every single day. You know, there's no standardization across the board. You know, there's, there's no way to actually standardize what weight you're gonna use for a given rep target unless your nutrition is already standardized itself. And just saying, oh, I'm in, you know, a, a calorie surplus, that doesn't necessarily cut mustard in terms of, you know, maybe one day you have better pre-workout, intra-workout nutrition, and that's gonna affect your ability to do reps in that given workout, you know, versus the other day that you're like, oh, well, I kind of intermittent fasted this day, didn't have a great night's sleep, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Obviously, those are two different workouts. Those are two different variables that you've now introduced. That second variable being overall recovery and that kind of lifestyle stuff that we always hammer on about. You know, so if you're not standardizing nutrition, you're not standardizing your recovery, you're not standardizing your whole lifestyle, like these these recommendations that I'm gonna give are potentially just useless, you know? So take that for what you will. You do have to realize that I'm talking or I'm giving you these recommendations assuming a lot, you know? So I'm also assuming that your, your plan is properly structured and that you actually have some sort of periodization model in mind. And I'm not talking about, you know, say like powerlifting specific periodization because that's generally what people think about when I say periodization. What I mean is there has to be a plan of action and there has to be a goal to your overall program. It's not just a hodgepodge oh, well, I kind of like higher reps on this exercise and, you know, I kind of like lower reps on this exercise and I don't know how much, how many sets I should be doing. And it's just a load of different exercises thrown together, different rep ranges, different sets, different loading parameters, just thrown together and you're calling that a program. So I'm assuming that your program design is on point. If it isn't, get your ass into the militia. We've actually had a series on of like program design now, just giving you some kind of templates for overall structure to your workouts and stuff. So... I'm assuming that. I'm assuming that you already have that dialed in. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you're already thinking about that. Um, you know, you know, because we do hammer on about it quite a lot in terms of looking at all the variables that go into a training program and not just looking at things in isolation, going, ooh, that feels good, so I'm gonna keep doing that. We're also assuming that your exercise execution is on point because there's no way in hell you can extrapolate you can't even if you can't even standardize your rep to rep within a given set within a given workout how in god's name are you going to extrapolate that to different rep ranges different rep targets you know it, it's an impossibility and you see this like unfortunately you see this even in people who should know better people who are coaches themselves and they'll go oh i'm much better at higher reps than i am at lower reps and you look at their their set their reps when they're, they're in that higher rep range and they're just going through the motion, they're just up and down, maybe even quarter squatting, quarter benching, that kind of stuff. And you're kind of going, this, like, these aren't the same reps you do when you're at a heavier weight. Like you look at their, them doing like a triple or even a single or something, and they're properly braced, they're really focused in on the reps, and they're real dialed in with their tempo and everything. And then you look at the, the lighter weight, the higher reps, and it's just kind of up and down, 
momentum going on. You're like, these are not, although they are the same exercise, and I'm putting that in inverted commas there, they're the same exercise, but they're not the exact same exercise because the loading parameters are different. So I'm assuming your exercise execution is on point. You're actually, you actually understand the goal of that exercise, but not only that exercise, the goal of why it is in the program at that time and why you've chosen those loading parameters for that given exercise and included in that i'm talking about you know the tempo of the exercise the rest periods between the sets all of that kind of stuff you know because if again if that's not standardized it's impossible to correlate data from that you know you can't say oh well you know i, I one time did uh, you know i don't know 20 reps with a certain weight in the squat and it's like that's that's cool like the amount of times and, I, I, and this is one of the, the downfalls of this method that I'm gonna give you now in a second. The amount of times I've seen people kind of correlate upwards, like they'll do a, a max effort set and it'll be, and I don't mean max effort as in the intensity is as high as possible because that's generally what people think. They think, oh, max effort means, you know, as much weight on the bar and doing a single. No, I'm talking about max effort in terms of you just go to failure, you get as many reps as possible with a given weight, whatever that is for you, you know? And people will do that. They'll pick they'll pick a weight that is, we'll say relatively heavy for them, but also at the same time, relatively light um, because they can do like a quite a lot of reps with that weight. Like for example, like I've done 140 in the squat and I've done it for like 20 reps, you know? And if I then correlated that and go, oh, let me extrapolate that to my 1RM, you know, let, let, let's see what a 1RM would be based on that. Like I'd be going, oh yeah, like, like I could easily just walk around and say, oh, yeah, my squat is 300 or whatever that, that correlates with, I don't even know, you know? Um, but that is just simply not the case because you look at those actual individual reps in that max effort set and it's almost like a rest pause set in terms of, you know, maybe the first eight, I'm kind of, you know, locked in, dialed in and they're, they're very tempo, or well, they weren't actually tempoed, but they're very straightforward in terms of they're, they're almost continuous. I am bracing and breathing at the top of the rep, but then you look at the subsequent reps after that, and you know I'm taking two to three breaths in between, then I'm going maybe one, two reps, then again, two, three breaths in between, one, two reps, and I keep going that way, and like th those reps aren't the same even within that one set. So you can't extrapolate that then into, you know, a 1RM, a 3RM, 5RM, that kind of stuff. You have to take it for what it is and go, that, given those loading parameters, is the amount of weight that I can use. That doesn't mean that that correlates when I then change those loading parameters, change the, the actual execution of the exercise. That doesn't mean that's going to correlate with the actual, you know, real-world application of it. So again, there are some limitations to this theoretical stuff and a lot of the limitations can actually be standardized away when you actually standardize all the stuff that goes into program design in this lifestyle health fitness sphere whatever you want to call this you know um so on top of that then we've got individual differences so i'm going to give you the the method and then we're going to discuss like individual differences so if you look at it the maximal like the absolute max weight you can lift. So you can do one rep and that, that's it. You can literally lift no heavier. So it is 100% of your effort, okay? That is correlated with 100%, right? So you can use that 
And I'm not just pulling these figures out of my ass, they, they do have some backing. And again, there are studies conflicting in terms of one of them might say 70%, one of them might say 72%. So I'm just giving you rough estimations of these figures, but they should give you what we want to give you from this, a rough estimation of how to select weight in the future. Um, so 100%, that's one rep. Then you got, we'll say 90%, that's three reps. Some people will say that 95% is two reps, but you know, that's again, there's a lot of, once you get that heavy, there's a lot of individual differences that kind of go there. And some people might be 92%, some people might be 97%. So, you know, there is a lot of difference in that kind of higher intensity bracket. Um, but yeah, so 100%, that's one rep. 90%, that's three reps. Five reps, generally 85%. 8 reps, generally 80%, 10 reps, generally 75%, and then finally 12 reps, and that's generally 70%. You know, so that gives you a rough kind of framework, okay? So what you do with that information then is, say again, we go back to the original example. We were doing 12 reps. We got, make, these, make this math really simple. We were doing 12 reps, and I was benching, we'll just use the bench, I was benching 70 kilos, for 12 reps, okay? So I know 12 reps roughly correlates with 70%, okay? So I've got that. What I want to do then, I wanna get 1% because I want to know how to get the next rep range, which is 80%. So all I'm gonna do with that is divide by 70, okay? Now these are really simple maths because so it's one kilo is going to be, you know, my whatever, 1%, and then I can multiply that by 80, okay? And that'll give me my, my, actual, my actual figure then for my eight reps, because that's what the eight reps correlates with, you know? So that's roughly what you're looking for. You wanna find out 1%, and then you want to find out the corresponding percentage. So whether it's, you know, five reps, whether it's eight reps, whether it's 10 reps, 12 reps, three reps, two reps, whatever it is, there is going to be a corresponding percentage. And, and that's what you can use to very roughly pick the weight you want to, or rather you want to pick, that is how you roughly pick the, the corresponding weight to the loading parameters you have chosen. However, that isn't always the case in practice. And what I generally recommend people do is use that information to get a very, very rough idea of what kind of weight they should be aiming for when they change a rep target rep bracket, you know? So again, say you're on that fourth week of your program, you're at 12 and you were doing 70 kilos and you're going, yes, really nailed that, that was great. And you're going the next week, we then changed to eight reps. So I wanna choose something that is kinda close enough to where I should be for that 80%, assuming you're obviously taking all these sets to, you know, failure or close to failure. Um, so you wanna choose a weight that's roughly corresponded with 80% now, cause you're changing to that eight rep. So that's going to be 80 kilos, given the example we just used. Um, maybe you wouldn't jump straight into that 80 kilos. Maybe you might go 77.5, whatever it is, maybe something close to that 80 kilos. So you're not just going, Oh, well, the math says this is exactly what I'm going to be able to hit. If you've never been that lower reps, especially if you go from, say, something like an eight rep target to a five rep target or, say, a five rep target to, like, a three rep target, 
the increase in intensity might just change the, the mechanics of the exercise, so to speak, for you as an individual and might throw off you know, maybe bracing patterns, that kind of stuff. And you're just not used to handling that heavy a weight. Um, so it, it might just throw things off just a little bit. So you do want to err on the side of caution when you use these. However, it gives you a little bit of an easier progression in terms of weight selection, because again, using that example we just used, if you did the, say the, the 70 kilos and you go, I've no idea what next weight I should use, let's just go for the smallest weight increase that we can use. And you got maybe 1.25s either side. So now you got 72. So before you, again, we're assuming that this program is taken to failure each time. That's your, that's your loading parameter. You're doing a max effort kind of set and that, that's what you want to, to do. Um, you know, there's going to be three, four weeks before you even get to that true max effort eight reps you know because you, you were at 70 for 12 and you go okay cool i'm going to go up the smallest weight increment you're now at 72 you're now at 75 the next week and then you're now at 77 and then it's only in the fourth week you you actually get to 80 kilos which again is a very valid method of progression if that's what your program is calling for you know some sub-maximal work leading up to maximal work in that final week cool i'm totally down with that however if your program's calling for you to hit a maximal or a max effort whatever what you want to call it a max effort set and you're kind of like yeah maybe i had one or two left in the tank I'm not quite sure you know using the percentages does give you a rough idea However, there is obviously a lot of assumptions that go into it and there is a lot of individual differences that go into this as well. So that's what you really need to pay attention to. Not, not the theoretical stuff because I'm presuming you're locking down your nutrition. I'm presuming you're locking down your, your lifestyle, your recovery and your actual exercise execution because like we've hammered on about that quite a lot, you know? So you should have that kind of, at least in your mind, to be thinking about dialing that stuff in. However... There is obviously a lot of individual differences. And I know people these days don't like to think of individual differences in terms of, well, anything realistically. You know, they, they, they kind of want to assume that we're all just one group and we're all just the exact same. We're all, we can all be perfect, but it's just not, it's just not the case for you. Maybe you have a predominance of slower twitch fibers, you know, and that's going to let you do maybe not lift as heavy, but be able to lift more reps for a given intensity load like percentage like you can see again depending on your genetics depending on your muscle fiber type depending on how you have trained up to that point you might be an absolute killer at 90 percent you might be able to get 10 reps at 90 percent you know but you're just not able to translate that into heavier weight you know you might just go okay boom 10 reps i can kill that you know but then as soon as you increase the load it just drops off dramatically you know so that might be you that might be again down to genetics it might be down to the way you have trained up to that point like if you've done a lot of endurance work or really really super high rep work and you're just not used to your nervous system isn't used to handling heavier weight you know you don't have the correct muscle fibers for it again genetically or you just haven't grown those muscle fibers because you've never trained that way um then you may just drop off. There, there might be just this, okay, cool. Yeah, all these figures work up until I get to 85%. And then I go from 85% to what should be my theoretical 
80% or rather my theoretical 90% and my theoretical 90% is actually my 100%, you know? So there is going to be a lot of individual differences within this. And that's, again, half the fun of resistance training is figuring out all this stuff for your body as an individual, you know? So you wanna take all of this information with a grain of salt. And what you wanna use this for is a method of getting a rough theoretical idea of what weight to select when you when you change the rep target, you know? So if there is a weight that you're kind of like, yeah, I'm just not sure how I should go up. And this is definitely gonna be more beneficial on stuff that, we'll call them compound lifts in terms of, you know, like your, your squat bench deadlift, that kind of stuff, you know, especially as you get stronger in the rep ranges, because like I use the, the bench press as an example there. And that was great. That was fine. That worked well. Even if you're kind of like, yeah, I was, it was only like, you know, five kilos, 10 kilos in the difference when we're at these, these lighter weights, like the 70, 80 kilos. But, you know, imagine something like the, the squat and you have a theoretical max or you have a, an actual max one RM of 200 kilos, you know? So a 10% difference there is 20 kilos, you know? So you could be trying to load that if you're only doing the smallest jump possible, you know, whatever, 2.5 kilos per week, like you're gonna be a long time trying to get nearly just below, you know, whatever, uh, 10 weeks, uh, trying to get to a maximal weight, you know? so being able to more accurately select the appropriate weight will allow you to make progress more linearly. That's what I'm gonna say, you know? So again, it's it, this is simply theoretical. It's to give you an idea of how you could potentially go about selecting a more appropriate weight when you change rep ranges, you know? So that's it guys. There is obviously an article with this as well. If you want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper, there is obviously a lot more information in the militia itself in terms of actual program design and all the variables that we're kind of talking about as well, because they are the kind of forgotten stuff that people just assume that, you know, if you look at a training program that's in a study or, you know, written on a plan, you just assume that, oh, well, that's what that means based on your interpretation of what that means. However, when you look at that in the actual application even in the study even in you know an individual it's completely different and all these other variables are just forgotten and it's just assumed that yeah like this is the same whether you do it i do it johnny down the street does it when realistically it's not you know and while this does obviously account for a lot of the variation you see when someone does a program and their friend does a program they're not actually doing the exact same program unless they are actually standardizing all of these things and that's that's where a lot of these differences occur now obviously there is a lot to do with genetics like we said you know how you've trained previously how you are just put together in terms of like even your mitochondrial efficiency your substrate utilization you know carbs fats that kind of stuff and your nutrition as a whole your recovery capacity you know like even down to you know stuff like sex hormone status like your androgen status and stuff like that so all of this stuff is to be taken into account. However, a lot of this stuff can't be 100% taken into account. So you have to do a lot of experimentation of one, see how you respond, see how these kind of percentages apply to your body, you know? So that's what I'd recommend you guys do. Obviously you do want to have the best information available to you right now. However, you do have to realize that anything discussed with regards to 
to training, especially with regards to program design, is always going to come back to how does that actually work for you as an individual, given your unique demands, given your unique stressors, given your un un unique, if I could speak, uh, given your unique lifestyle as a whole, and then layering on top of that your genetics, your training history, injury history, all that kind of stuff. So that's it, guys. Again, the links are all below if you want to click into them. If you do have any questions or you'd like any questions or topics discussed on, on this kind of format, these you know, audio, video, and articles, just send us in the questions, just send us in the topics. Um, and generally what we're just doing is taking questions from social media or you know maybe even clients ask during the week um, or potentially it's just something that we've been thinking of ourselves. So don't be afraid to reach out, obviously, you should be following us on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTubes, um, all that good stuff. Anyway, guys, that's me. Peace out.